This is Apostle Max, and we are so excited to develop you in all things kingdom. It is exciting because we're entering into a new stage and a new phase of life where the podcasting show and the understanding to the sons and daughters and the people across the globe that it will impact your life. And this is the Kingdom Key show where we're speaking all things kingdom. It is the mysteries of the kingdom. It is a place where the revelation of the kingdom will be brought to you. And in this season, we are dealing with prayer, but I'm not here alone. I am here with my wife. This is Pastor Z. Hi, greetings to everyone across the globe. And we're just so excited this day to um, be impacting your life. But I want to tell you that it's been I impacting our lives tremendously. Just getting an understanding of what it is to pray according to the Word of God, and I know you are going to be blessed. So welcome, and greetings to all of you again. Thank you, my precious wife. She's a prayer warrior, and we are so grateful for all that the Lord has done and given to us. And so we want to get into this prayer, and I, I know that we're starting connect groups, but we're also teaching this to bring understanding to the, to the globe, and so that you can pray effectively and um, develop a life of confidence in your prayer, that when you pray, you right. know that God would answer you. And so let us start off in prayer because we need prayer to even teach the mysteries of the kingdom and how to pray. That's beautiful. Pastor Z, you pray for us, please. I just want to read the scripture. Jeremiah 33 verse 3 says, Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. How powerful is that? So let us pray. Father, we thank you that today we can pray according to this promise, that you will reveal to us the great and unsearchable truths about mm. prayer that you have set forth in your word. Today, my God, we repent of leaning unto our own understanding when it mm. comes to prayer. Mm. We ask that you deliver us and heal us today from the emotional and spiritual effects where unanswered prayer has worked in us a spirit of unbelief. Mm. Today, Father, we commit to you and your word to govern our lives. Give us open minds and hearts to hear and believe your word. Mm. Today, we allow the Holy Spirit to teach us. Mm. Come and teach us your purposes, your yes. truth. Today, we acknowledge that you are our wisdom and our strength. Yes, you are. And by faith today, we receive all that we need to become effective mm. in our prayer life. In Jesus', in mighty, Jesus name. mighty name. Amen, amen and amen. Amen. So the question is, where do you start? The disciples came to Jesus and they asked him, teach us to pray. It is important for you to understand the power of prayer and the effectiveness of your prayer life. And what does it really mean when God, when the disciples asked for that and its impact, because they looked at Jesus' life, and they saw the transformation, the impact of a life that is connected to God. And what we want to go through in the next couple of weeks is the understanding about the Our Father prayer. There is such mystery and power in that, that you can go through it and be like the Pharisees and through your much words thinking that you'll be heard. But Jesus warned against that. 
What we want to know is the revelation of this prayer, this power grid. There are 12 uh, key points that Jesus prayed through that prayer, which is a governmental order. But what I want us to go is before we even go into the grid, I want us to develop and begin to think about what we're thinking about and what we believe. Here's a key scripture there. Pastors, you can read for us. It is found in Mark chapter 9 and verse 23. Um, Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. There's the secret. There's the secret. It is a belief system. Where do I start? When do I, how do I pray effectively? I'm letting you know straight up from the beginning that if you do not develop the correct belief system, you will never ever pray effectively for the kingdom of God. Everybody's praying. You have Muslims, you have um, Jewish people. Everybody's claiming to pray. And yet Jesus made it very clear how to pray and uh, gave us a model of what to do. But central to all that he was saying, he says, it is your belief system that sets you up, that creates a place of where all things become possible to you or not. Mm. There is another scripture in Mark 11 and verse 24. Can I read that? Yes, please. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. There's the secret, because it's got to do with your belief system right. when you pray. Amen. It's not the fact that you pray. The question is, do you believe mm. when you pray? So before we can teach on prayer, we've got to develop a belief system that is aligned with God's word so that the revelation and the power of God's presence and his word will be effective in your life. And that is the secret. And so what God has given for every single one of us, and that's why people can believe whatever they want to believe. Do not believe the lie that nobody is, that some believe and some don't. Hmm. No, we are all believers. Some people are just developed in a lot of things that are not in the word of God. And that's what makes them an unbeliever to God. But everybody believes because God gave it in Romans chapter 10 and verse 10. Romans 10 verse 10. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Can you see the power? That is your prayer life. So I want to speak things. Because that's the confession, that's your prayer, that's your declaration, that's your petition. Those are the words that you speak. Mm. But it's directly connected to the fact of what's happening in your heart. So sometimes people are praying, but they don't really believe in their hearts. I'm letting you know that the entry to your prayer life is that you can develop in a place of where your belief system is so strong that you, when you pray, when you release the words from your mouth, your heart is fully convinced that you're going to get the results and the things that you're praying for. Amen. See how simple it is? That is how God gave everybody to every one of us. It's what the heart man believes unto righteousness. And then the confession is made. So before you start to pray and say things, we must go to the source 
of where most people's problems are. It is in their belief systems. Let me read some things. So each one of us have been handed a frame. That means you need to ask yourself the question concerning prayer. Who taught you to pray? Mm. Who taught you to pray? Everybody is, uh, believes in the supernatural. That's a belief system. So when, when you believe for a, um, you know, Tino's with me in studio today, and I'm believing, I can't say that I believe that Tino will be here. Because Tino is here. So when I've seen the thing and I have it in my environment or in my presence, I don't need believing anymore. You need a belief system for the things not seen. Oh, that's good. Faith is the substance of things not seen. So if you are hoping for something good in your future, if you are hoping for that job, you are hoping for a husband, a baby, healing, finances, it's going to need a belief system. So let me let you know that everybody across the globe, whether it be through Satanism, that people are looking for power and hoping for greater promotion. In every single religion, people engage in, and whether they get in, use the religious system or not, everybody's hoping for a better future. Long life, healing, deliverance, open doors. So everybody believes something. Let's give an example. So growing up, you need to ask yourself, what did your parents use as a belief system or the frame in your life that gave you some hope or a belief in a thing unseen. Was it witchcraft? Did you go and call on ancestors? Hmm. Did you go for palm reading? Did you enter into a place of witchcraft? You can look at the various ways that people tapped into. What are they looking for? They're looking for supernatural help to assist them in their situation. But that was the design of God, that we go and seek for him. And any time you have the word that's lacking in your life, you enter into all kinds of demonic activity in the spiritual realm to get power, to get progress, to get a breakthrough, to get finances, to prosper, for healing. We've tapped and we've opened up our lives to all kinds of demonic things. And yet God in his word, in the simplicity of the Our Father prayer and its model, was to bring God's presence into your life. I'm saying this because you were made, and I was made, for the supernatural. Amen. And that's why people pray. Why would you pray? Except that you're hoping for something, f not just for eternity, not just for now, but all the way into eternity. So what we're looking for is you want a miracle, you want, you want answered prayers, mm. uh, you want uh, God's help. I want you to note this today, that... If you want God to come onto the scene, I'm talking about the God of the Bible. I'm talking about the one who saved you. I'm talking about the one who created the universe. You're going to have to believe right. That statement that we That's keep good. on making is that right believing leads to right living. So with the heart man believes, and I'm letting you know this is the entry point for anybody who wants to pray right, is that you're going to have to come to the Bible. And the reason why most people don't get their prayers answered is not because they don't want to pray and they don't know how to. It's that in their hearts they've been so developed in unbelief 
And they've never had the word of God shape them and develop them. So when they speak, that's with no confidence. Does God hear me? Will God hear me? It's because they've been the word of God has been taken out of the out of the schools. It's parents don't know how to pray. So their children are behind on the frame of that same unbelief. That's right. And I'm just thinking as you're speaking now, you know, there's no when you don't understand prayer the way God ordained and designed, there is no expectation. Exactly. Of your prayer being answered. Exactly. And any place where people are untaught to walk in expectation, poverty exists. Wow. Mike Murdoch said that. Now, that's an important thing because when I pray, I have an expectation. And the question is, how many people are expecting actually God to answer? But it's because they've been developed in unbelief. That's right. And that's the reason why people stop praying. Because deep down inside of their hearts, they don't believe that their prayers are going to be answered. And so the number one thing that we need to be developing here uh, today is to help you develop and frame your belief system because somebody gave you a frame to believe. That's right. Romans chapter 3 and verse 3 is a really important scripture for your developing your belief system. For what if some did not believe? Will their unbelief make the faithfulness of God without effect? Certainly not. Indeed, let God be true, but every man a liar, as it is written, that you may be justified in your words and may overcome when you are judged. So here's what I've discovered, that even though we come from the same family and we maybe even developed, come out of the same church with many other leaders and the like, I took the time to develop my belief system. Your belief system is everything. Hmm. I want to say that again. People have underestimated the power of right believing. Because right believing leads to right living. And it's not right doing. People hope that if they do right, God will, they'll get God's attention. No. Let me tell you that the separation is how we believe. It's not your gender. It's not mm. your background. It's not the color of your skin. It's not uh, the church you grew up in. It's not the school you went to. It's none of that that separates us. None of that. It is only belief systems. And there's even a separation between heaven and hell. And you know it's not sin. Because sin was nailed to the cross. The separation between heaven and hell is believing. Wow, that's good. It's the people that, that chose to believe and then those that didn't. That's the separation. The whole world's divided that way. So I'm saying that my upbringing and my, my, my schooling and, and, and even the church I come out of, I had to take the time to develop my belief system and ask myself, is this frame from God and his word or is this from my parents or from the, even my teachers? Because I'm watching some people that it is their unbelief that keeps them from coming and becoming what God has called them to be. So you can't walk into the presence of God with your unbelief, hoping that your prayers will be answered. Mm. All things are possible to who? Those who believe. Remember the promised land youngsters that went in there, the, the 10 leaders, the 10 spies? They got spat out of the promised land because they believed that they were grasshoppers. Your belief system is setting you up for victory or for success. You must pay attention to that. Because if you're going to start to pray, 
This is only the introduction. I want to introduce you to all the various concepts and what it really means and the power of what has brought us results in the times that I had Bell's palsy. Hmm. And they wrote me off and said, you've got you to quit on ministry and, and give it up. There's no way. And God healed me nine days. And God turned the whole situation around. But he took me into his presence overnight and over three nights, four nights, and then showed me where the problem was. And the real issue was my unbelief. Hmm. Because, you see, unbelief gets you to say things that stops God from working. It's the power of our words because there's a connection out of the abundance of the man's heart. His mouth speaks. So I want to speak. I want to pray because that's you need you, you need to con, you know you need to commune with God. You need mm. to declare things. But that is not where the problem is for most people. It's in their hearts. So it's like people that's you know somebody that you hear them, you know, using a gun and the noise is going off, but there is no bullets in it. It's 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 loud and it's and it's fast and it's. Uh, I'm watching them with their many words that they're speaking. But deep down inside of them, they don't believe that what they're praying will come to pass. Hmm. We want to go to the root of the issue. The root of the issue is in your heart. And that's what we need to go in. And you need to ask yourself, this is the first session, this even this week, is that who framed your world in prayer? What do you believe about the supernatural? Who showed you? Hmm. Who taught you to pray? Is it in the Bible? Is it not? Some people light candles. And they believe that the candle has power. There's no scripture for that. Some people believe that they can go to a, a you know, a sangoma. Others believe that they can go to, to get involved in witchcraft and, and, and palm readers. And, and they open up themselves Ouija boards. Where does that come from? That's a desire for every one of us to seek the supernatural. We're looking for God. But... What that does is when the enemy is opened up and given you an invitation to go to those places, you open up your world to all kinds of demonic rubbish. That's for another day. But you, we're going to repent of that and so that you're going to seek the living God and you're going to find results in your prayer life developing in your belief system. Mm. So the reason why we take time on a on a platform like this and begin to develop people because preaching is for unbelievers. When we preach the kingdom, it's really for an unbeliever. But the teaching is for you as a disciple of God. Mm. And what, what am I saying when I'm saying why we have to sit down and teach and bring understanding? Because where does my belief system come from? Your belief system could have come from your culture, from your family, and your upbringing. And it could be completely wrong. That's possible. Sure. What you want to have now is to develop understanding because knowledge is the only way I can build a proper belief system. My people perish for a lack of knowledge, forgotten knowledge, and rejected knowledge. Hosea lets you know. And you want to accept this season that I'm going to develop a new frame of in a belief system that's going to help me when I go into the, into the presence of God. God's going to help you with your unbelief. We're going to, every tree that our Heavenly Father's planted will be uprooted. And we're going to give you nine key points and prayers that you're going to be praying. And things you're going to look at when you're developing your belief system. This is before we enter even into the Our Father. Mm. 
Here's the point. Please write this down for every one of you. Never adopt a belief system that does not give you peace, that does not give you comfort, that does not bring joy, that does not give you victory or a breakthrough. Amen. <laughs> That's really good. If that belief system does not give you that breakthrough, you've got to drop it. If that thing doesn't give you an answer, you've got to drop it. You can ask God, why is that thing not coming through? Because when I pray, I want to know that my prayers are answered. That's where you want to be. That's the confidence you're going to develop. That by the end of this course and the training and the development, you're going to be so developed in, in, in believing God's word that even when the enemy brings unbelief, you'll be able to shut it out and say, not here, not now. Hmm. Only believe. We have been continually reminded of what we believe. Neither this belief nor any other will automatically remain alive in the mind. It must be fed. That comes from C.S. Lewis. So constantly the news media is telling you what to believe. They keep on telling you um, who you are. They keep on telling you that the word doesn't work. And people are now developed in unbelief. Exactly. I mean, I just want to say personally for me how this has helped me so much just with my prayer life, getting understanding. You know, you will never be able to exhaust the word of God in terms of learning. We'll always be learning and developing. But my belief system, and I realize that I've been passed down a model mm. of prayer. And I realize that it's just not as, if, as effective as I would have loved it to be. Being, being born again, you mean? Yes, being okay. born again. Yeah, and, and it's, it's the thing about developing and staying in the Word. Because it's knowledge that gives you the belief system. And that's the reason why we're taking the time to, dive, to, 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 to divide it and rightly divide the Word of Truth. Even subdivide the Our Father and what does it mean and how do we develop in this. Hmm. And, and now it's a, really a word of encouragement for many because what people don't understand is that you must uh, see the power of, of right believing and then take the time to train your mind around this. You can be taught how to pray. Don't let the enemy discourage you and don't let people discourage you because we've got a prayer life that we've, and a track record with God through prayer, but it never started by us knowing everything. Exactly. And still now we're training. Exactly. And still now we're developing in the word of God. So knowledge builds your belief system. Your belief system gives you confidence when you pray. And when you pray, it helps you develop your relationship with God. And when God answers your prayer, it makes you want to know more about God. And understand a little more. So you get more knowledge. Which in turn gives you, builds your belief system. Which in turn gives you confidence. Which in turn builds your relationship with God which in turn gives you results. Hmm. And prayer begets prayer. Start somewhere. Learn to begin to develop. I'm letting you know that there are many things that are not of God that are inside of us, that God's going to uproot those trees. And we're going to give you scripture for this. But I want you to know that you've you got to be bold enough right now to begin to develop this and grow in Pray, okay? So there are three key things in developing your belief system. Number one, 
I want you to please write this down. It's number one is established boundaries. If you want to have a develop a proper and understanding of a prayer life, you must understand established boundaries. That means uh, who is God? Uh, what did he intend? That's the second one. His boundary, his intention, and his authority. Those are the three key things that you need to understand concerning prayer. Because in the boundaries, you begin to understand there's heaven, and there's earth, and there's eternity. Hmm. Those are boundaries. It's helping you understand what God, through that boundary, it moves you into the, into the place of God's intention. If you get the intention wrong, your prayer will turn out wrong. You will think that someone else should be praying for you. You'll be thinking that it's God's responsibility. Or where does, where, does the, where does the responsibility start and where does it end? It's called this established boundaries. And then there is this place of God's intention. Who's God? Who's man? And the third thing to understand is the authority. And we're going to begin to develop that. So who's authorized? Um, is it mine? Is it, am I authorized? Why the word of God? And it's important. So let's get into, the, into this graph. So what we've done is, to before we get into the prayer grid, I want you to, to develop and have this picture around a belief system that you need to get right. Because right believing leads to right living. And if you get your belief system right, your life will turn out right. So first, let's get into these nine key points of building a belief system. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, Pastor Z. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So we're dealing with the established boundaries. So God himself, in the beginning, God. God. He created the heavens and the earth. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. So he set his glory above the heavens. So you need to remember that both heaven and earth is what God created. Psalms 24 lets you know that, that the earth is the Lord's and all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein, because he established it upon the mountains or he, uh, uh, and established it upon the seas. So that's heaven that's taken care of. This is God. He created both heaven and earth. The earth part is an important in part to understand that because we are creating and understanding now the boundaries. This is for the first time. So Psalms 115 verse 16. The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's. But the earth he has given to the children of men. Now that's an important part of your prayer. If you believe that God's in charge of the earth, you have been developed wrong. Your understanding and your belief system is wrong. Because you would find no need to pray. There's one more that is in here in concerning eternity. This is the boundaries. So there's heaven, there's earth, and then there is something called eternity. That you need to know that you don't live, we all know we don't live here forever. But you do live forever. Now if you don't believe Amen. that, then your life turns out wrong. Because you can think, let's, you know, live the way, we, just live it up. And it doesn't matter what, you, what, that, what I do with my time and how I fulfill my purpose in the earth. Uh, or or, or whatever, I, whatever I do on earth, it's not going to matter for eternity. It does. Have a look at Revelation chapter 22 verse 12. And behold, I am coming quickly and my reward is with me. To give to everyone according to his work. So you understand there's heaven. The earth is given to the sons of man. And then what you do on earth with your time, your gift, your talent, is going to have an impact into eternity. That's where we're going to get rewards at the end. So if you don't have that beginning as your belief system, you must adopt and change that now because that is in the Bible. Hmm. If you want to pray effectively, 
then you need to understand these basics. So first, established boundaries. It's done. Let's listen to God's intention. He is now Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Have a look at God's intention. It's found in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have, have dominion. dominion. So here's your Father in heaven. He's God. This is his intention. Let us make a man in our image. But let them. So even though you're made in the image of God, and you, you come from the God class, the dominion and the authority is let them have dominion. That means God who is a king, which is uh, the next one. But to understand the power of God and his, his intention is that God wanted a family. A family is what God wanted. But when he made family, it wasn't for us to go and sit all in heaven. People say, you know, God uh, wanted, us, wanted this child in heaven. No, no. If God wanted you in heaven, he would have made you there. That's right. He made earth so that the sons can rule on earth the way he rules in heaven. But you know the challenge. You know what happened with Adam? There was a disconnect between heaven and earth. And so earth is sitting as a, as a kingdom that God never created. And that's the reason why you move into the second one, concerning the son. Why did God have to send his only begotten son? For God so loved the world, he came to bring in a brand new kingdom for the son. So first boundaries was established. Second is God's intention. He still wants a family. His intention is still the same. Please remember this now. Matthew 15, 13. Every plant which my heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted. So here comes God. He has the first Adam. Adam fails. He wants a family. He wants the sons and daughters to rule on earth. He wants them to have dominion over their circumstances. He wants them to go and rule and reign like he does. He created that. So the first Adam fails. God sends in the last Adam. His name is Jesus. And when Jesus comes, there's all kinds of religion and every kind of activity taking place. And Jesus walks and he says, Every tree that my heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted. So when you come in to seek Jesus, um, in the Beatitudes, it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Hmm. People with an impoverished spirit looking for the supernatural, looking for a relationship with God, has ended up, most people have ended up in religion, which gives them a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. Jesus said, for anybody with an impoverished spirit, it's not religion. It's the kingdom. He gave them a kingdom to function out of. And when Jesus walked, he brought in. For, that's where Isaiah says that. It says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. That means he's bringing in a new kingdom. The kingdom that was lost in the garden is now regained when Jesus comes back. Now you know when he says, when they said, teach us to pray. His first request was, thy kingdom come. So he's here ushering a kingdom in, and he's letting them know that all the religious people, let me say this to you, religious people, it wasn't the sinners, it wasn't the prostitutes, it wasn't those that, um, that, that were in deep sin, that were the problem for Jesus. It was the religious people. Hmm. He ushered in a new kingdom, and he taught them how to pray effectively and get the results. And as he walked and he was dealing with them, he said, every tree 
that my heavenly father, and that's your prayer today. Every tree that the he our heavenly father is not planted will be uprooted from you. Yes, Every Jesus, frame you were yes. given that was not handed down from our father in heaven, it will be broken from your life today. Yes, Every demonic thing that you've had access to, everything that you open up your life to, that's not of our father. Those things are going to be removed mm. in this season because you're going to experience the power of God's kingdom in your life and in your family and in your home. Amen. In Jesus' Amen. mighty name. Amen. So have a look at this thing. Here's the father. And he's showing you what's the next step. We need the son. So Jesus becomes the sample son. So you move into the power of the Holy Spirit. Can you see? This is God's intention and God has not changed his mind. So the Holy Spirit coming upon you is only here for one reason. is to usher in and be the governor of the new kingdom of God. And what do you need? You need the son who is the word of God. And on the third one, it's showing you his intention. So, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Give me the th this on God's intention, the Holy Spirit. John 16, verse 13. When he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. So the Holy Spirit's only there because he wants to usher in the word who is Jesus? Jesus is the Word. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was the God. That's all he carried. Hmm. He was the Word made flesh. But he came from the Father to do the Father's will. And the Holy Spirit's only here for that reason, to make sure that the Word that was spoken comes to pass. Do you see the power of that? Because that is important for your prayer life. Because if your prayer life aligns with the Word of God and what the Father wants done, you have confidence in the earth that you're going to have your prayers answered because the Holy Spirit is going to go to work and angels are dispatched to bring to pass everything that has been said. Amen. Glory be Amen. to God. So number one, established rules, heaven and earth, eternity, it's done. The second one is God's intention. He wanted a family and he wanted them to rule like him. So now we know why we need to pray. Here's the third one. It's called the authority. We're dealing with the king, the word, and his power. Ecclesiastes 8 verse 4. Where the word of a king is, there is power. And who may say to him, what are you doing? Here comes the authority. This becomes really powerful. <laughs> because it starts to speak about the, the fact that kings don't run around fighting battles. They only have their word that they send over Wow, nations. If the king, if you get an audience with the king and he gives you a word, it's a done deal. Amen. Because the king said so. Hmm. And that's the difference between a democracy and a theocracy. This is one God, one rule, one law, no vote. The king's word, there's power. So now you know that I can be on earth, but as long as I have his word, and I know I'm part of his family. I can use his word like he's given it. And I can pray his word. And it can change my circumstances. Because even the demons must bow. Amen. When the word of God Amen. is said. Just speak the word. And my servant will be healed. That's the power of kings. Once the king's given his word, it's over. Hmm. That's why we don't violate the authority of God's word. Because wherever the word of the king is, there's power. power. Let's go to the word. Isaiah 55 verse 11. This is God's word. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Glory be to God. Now you understand the, the power of an effective prayer life because my belief system is what? There is a king in my midst, 
And his word has got power. Wherever the word of the king is, there's power. And I know when I speak his word in my prayer life, I am letting you know that that word will not return void. He sent his word and it healed them. So it begins to work in our midst. It draws everything that we need to live a life of success. Once that word is spoken, but where are we developing? We're first developing a belief system in the knowledge and understanding that his word cannot return void, that mm. the, his word is final. I'm not running to anybody else. I'm going to pray effectively because his word will not return void. Amen? Amen. And then, of course, the power is in, found in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. There must be change. That whoever's holding on to your stuff, whoever demonic forces and infirmities have been upon your body and of your finances, your mm. children and their future, when you release the word of God, ooh, I feel the anointing already yeah. in this place, that the power of God's in you, that when I release the word, that I am favored of God. Mm. When I begin to believe and develop in God's word and my confidence in his word, everything I know that is, this kingdom is not just in word. This is not a religious exercise. I'm expecting the power of God to show up in your situation over your home, Amen. over your family, over Amen. your destiny. Things must change when we pray. Do you see the power? Amen. Now we've established three things. One is the boundary. It is my responsibility to pray because I'm in, in charge. Hmm. And also this has an impact all the way into eternity. Number two, I see the intention of God. I belong to my father. I've got a relationship with him. I am also if Jesus be the sample son, the whole earth is waiting for the sons, the manifestation of the sons of God. They're waiting for you to pray. Earth is waiting for you to pray. And then you begin to see the Holy Spirit at work in this. And of course, you know the king and his word and his authority. There's wherever the word, word of the king is, there's power, and you'll see the transformation in that place. That's the re reason why Jesus spent more time praying than doing. It's called the power of prayer. These nine things you're going to develop in your life to understand that you can frame your world through the word of God. And we're not even going to start to mouth a lot of words hmm. right now. You're going to go into a place of meditation and you go through these nine places and begin to accept God as your father and also as a king. Accept the fact that you are son of God hmm. and you are made for earth to walk in dominion. Begin to accept the fact that heaven is his throne. That's where he lives from. But earth is given to the sons of men. And that my life's going to count for eternity. How do I do the will of God? How do I experience the power of God? How do I experience the blessing of God? It's through prayer. It's the only way I can bring my father onto the scene. It's the only way that I can get God's attention. I can't violate it. I can't bring my own thing to the table. I've got to believe God. I've got to go and trust him at his word. And I'm going to develop a belief system that uproots every other lie. And I'm going to come into a place of worth confidence when I open up my mouth to pray, when I lay hands on the sick, when I call for the favor of God, when I release angels, these things are going to happen. Miracles are going to flow because I am developed. I am developed in the word of God. Amen. And the king is my father. And his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And for eternity, the kingdoms of this world shall become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ. Mm. And we're going to dwell. We're going to rule with him forever. I want you to, to 
thank God today because you are coming into a brand new season where you're going to, if anything that's in that belief system of yours that's not of the kingdom of God, mm. let God break and dismantle that thing now. In every Jesus form of name. witchcraft, every mm. form of manipulation, every, every lie, every deception, every place where it is not of my Father, may that thing be broken today from your life. May that unbelief be broken and may you begin to develop in the truth of God's word. Please hear me when I say this to you. A mind that is unrenewed cannot be trusted because it holds no, no truth. truth. Wow. The word of God lets you know what is true. And if you begin to develop in God's word and you begin to develop in a belief system, you can be the only one in your family that brings breakthrough that when you pray, something happens. But what if some don't believe? What's that got to do with me, says God? He says, if you shall believe me, all things will, are possible to those who believe. God just needs one believer that will take him at his word and you'll see the results. That's your portion. That is your life. That's your destiny. That's our prayer for you in this first Amen. session. That you're going to develop a belief system and be going to take God at his word. And as you pray, you're going to pray with the confidence that your father hears you. Because mm. wherever the word of the king is, there is power. There's power. Amen. Wrap it up, Pastor Z. I believe. What more can I add to that? I believe. And I think just the way you structured it to set and to for us to build a solid belief system based on what you shared today. And I, my prayer is that you would take what has been shared today and begin to meditate, begin to go and study so that your prayer life can be built on a solid foundation mm. in the word of God. Amen. 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 Let's pray and release you today. Mm. Father, we're just so grateful Thank this morning Jesus. or this, this day for the power of this teaching and what Thank it means you, for Lord. everyone under the sound of our voice. Mm. We know, Lord, that you would work now. The Bible says, uh, where the earth was without form and void, darkness on the face mm. of the deep, but the Spirit of God was hovering, Spirit of the living God, Hover over everyone that's been confused yes, concerning Lord. prayer. Hmm. I pray that you work in every heart and in every mind. I pray that you bring clarity and I command that there be light, my God, over their lives right now. That, Lord, as they begin to submit and humble themselves under your mighty right hand, Lord, you teach us, teach, teach us again how to pray. This is our prayer. Yes, I thank you for every Jesus. heart and every mind as we develop in a belief system that is pleasing to you where all things become possible Hallelujah. in Jesus' in mighty Jesus name. Mighty amen and amen. amen. So amen. how was that? I thought it was really, I mean, there's such a serious anointing in this place. God has been so good to us. And so um, this first session is about your belief system and making sure it's right before you begin to pray. If you need to spend time there breaking down strongholds, we're going to deal with this as we go along. But this is, this is Kingdom Keeps. I'm, I'm Dr. Max. This is Apostle Max and, and Pastor Z. And we want to just thank you for being a part of this. Uh, we're only getting started. But I can feel the anointing already from day one. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so greetings to you and Pastor Z. You can just God bless you. Thank you so much for being a part of it. And we're excited to build in this season. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Thank you.